Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Agency Vision. This is Andrew. I'm a founder here at Zen Pilot, and I'm so excited to have you here today. On this episode, Gray and I are breaking down two things. Number one, we've got an exciting announcement about our first ever live event that's taking place in January, and fear not, you do not need to buy a plane ticket for this one. And two, we're diving deep into agency messaging and agency positioning. These are two topics that Gray and I are crazy passionate about because we see the unforeseen side effects of what poor positioning and poor messaging has on agency operations and on an agency's ability to build a solid pipeline of opportunity coming into the agency. And when those two things are thrown off, the entire health of the entire company is thrown off. Owners are in a clouded, stressed out space. Team members are frustrated and they don't know exactly what they're doing and it's just not a good place to be moving forward. So in this conversation, we break down what you can do to get out of this rut and move forward. And make sure if you haven't already, you head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com and that's where you can join our free Facebook group where these live conversations happen every Thursday. You can participate in the conversation right there, drop in your questions, drop in your comments as we go in real time and we'll hit them right there. Without further ado, let's get to the conversation. And we are live. What's up, Demmer? How are you doing, man? What's up, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great today. Yeah. I'm a little short on sleep. The five-week-old, she's on a great schedule of like every 90 minutes waking up. And I just feel like I'm in this season of light sleeping right now. So So but, this episode of Agency Vision is really a blurred vision episode. <laughs> this, this is Denver's blurred vision episode. <laughs> What's the sleep schedule like? Uh, she's doing great from like down at 7 and then she gets up at like – Sometimes it's 10.30, sometimes she'll go straight to 12. So she gets a solid stretch in there when like we're not ready to go to bed yet. So some nights I'm smart and I'm like, ah, 8 o'clock, I'm going to bed now. And other nights it's like, i got stuff to do, so I'm not going to go to bed just yet. Right. But then after that, she's been probably three or four times up in the night, and Rachel and I both like, work through that together. So good time. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's just a season, right, parents? It's just a season. I think we can all agree on that. Well, hey, I I know I uh, put in, in the Facebook group this morning, and actually, while I'm sharing this, Demer, will you look at uh, Killing Dropbox or anything else you got going on? I'll do the same thing on my end. You guys can all hear this live. I've got some audio cutting. It, it's been pretty good, but you can never be too safe with audio on this stuff. Um, we've got a podcast announcement coming at you guys here. And oh, then yeah. we also have – hey, you ever have this happen to you, by the way? Is I, I'm quitting a couple apps right now. Like I just shut down Slack. And anytime I hit Command-Q and I'm on a call, I have a moment of like, I hope I was in the right application. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Right. Yeah, right. And it turns go. out Facebook Live is no longer live. Um, so anyways, let's talk to the people about what we're doing with Agency Journey for next year yeah. um, based on what we've learned so far. Do you want to spill the beans there? Dun, dun, dun. This is cool. This came out of this past season recording. We had just we did a batch day, and if you've been listening to Agency Journey for more than a couple months, you know that like we batch our episodes because we're process freaks. So what we do is just take one day, we schedule out all of our interviews, we take some, I take some, and we do it. And we got through this past one, and like this is awesome. It would be cool to bring listeners into this experience and like go through this process with us because we're already doing like a mini summit right now. We've got all these experts in one spot. Um, so this year, doing our very first Agency Journey Live. Very excited about that. It's coming out in January. I don't have the date in front of me. I'm not very prepared. Wednesday, January 9th. Wednesday, January 9th, 
from 9 a.m. Eastern till 4 p.m. Eastern. That is, yeah, the time slot. You nailed it. Mm. That's when we're launching our very first Agency Journey Live. We're doing it right here inside of the Agency Journey Insiders Facebook group. Um, so we've got some amazing talent. We're going to be rolling out the guests here. They're all confirmed. They're all booked. But as smart marketers, are going to be rolling that out over the next few weeks to help set the stage for that. And these are some really smart people coming on to share their experiences. And what is cool here about being an Agency Journey Insider, if you're not yet one, if you're listening to the podcast right now, agencyjourneyinsiders.com, join the community there for a, a whopping $0.00. It's completely free. And you can join this live summit and you can pick the brains of these experts um, and use that to accelerate your growth and move forward. So we're very excited about that. It's a full lineup. It's going to be awesome. It's just awesome. I didn't. I didn't know if you had another. I was like, it's gonna be awesome. We got a full lineup. There's something other. There's some more adjectives and highlights. It's here just like we took all of these smart people we got on their calendars in one day and we just lined them up. Awesome, 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 awesome. And so, as an agency owner, you've got the option. You can sit there and listen live. You can drop questions. You can chat with folks. Um, if we get questions during a call, we're gonna do like a recap at the end of it if we've got time to. To get their feedback on those questions, we're covering all sorts of topics on agency operations, processes, teams, um, growth. So we cover a full gamut there. Um, but then you can go back and we'll have all those recordings inside the group. You can go and catch them on your time. Um, it's, this is special. I don't know anyone else is doing this, Greg. I'm really excited to, to do it. I'm sure our first time running it, bouncing back with the calls lined up. We always do that where we line up calls back to back. But we're not trying to juggle Facebook Live, and not that it's challenging or as challenging as it once was. For me, it's still very challenging. <laughs> For anyone who actually does this stuff, not challenging. Um, but I'm excited because I, I feel like we've got a lineup, too, of agency owners um, and agency experts who've done a lot. Like, we're hitting on, like, team dynamics and... Yeah, uh, how to run more effective remote teams, which is a huge, obviously, trend over the last couple of years, especially um, like productizing and niching down, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, just seeing like all kinds of account management, like huge um, focus on how do we manage client expectations and run accounts better and. Um, more profitably, so I'm excited to to dive into all that. We'll we'll give you an update on topics and speakers here um, as we roll that out more. Is there anyone you wanted to share today? No, we'll be there. That should be good enough for you. That's so true. <laughs> We're gonna do our own our own episode. It's gonna be great. That's right. All right, cool. Um, so from there, here's the other thing that I wanted to hit on with you, and it, it's the niching down thing. We're just um, talking about this. Um, going over some materials from an agency accelerator uh, agency who's going through that program right now. And they just put together a bunch of collateral that they wanted to start using um, and had questions about, um, is this, does this match up with what our agency is going to look like here in, in uh, a month or two months' time? Or, uh, or should we hold off on using and implementing any of this stuff that we have right here? And the it was beautifully designed, like really well done. A lot of it made a lot of sense. But um, there were some key pieces that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, they did make sense because I've done the, I've made the same mistake in most agencies. Almost all of us are going to relate to this. 
but um, one of them was talking kind of about the agency and who they serve and stuff. And on the niche page, like so many of them, uh, there's so many examples of sites you could go to. And we, we should probably just use ourselves at Guava Box. Remember when we put verticals on our site for the first time? Do you remember the five that we had on there? It was a ton. I don't. I mean, if you condense the GDP of those five industries, you're looking at most of the United States. No, we argued. We <laughs> argued it down to five. <laughs> we picked. Uh, we had healthcare. We had manufacturing, which like, what is not? Uh, we had sporting goods, just because we were interested in sports. We had professional services, and technology. Maybe like, yeah, basically ninety percent of the economy, the world economy. Mm-hmm. And you take those five industries and then you go to our service page, which I think was like 19 different individual pages breaking down every single service that we offered. Yep. Because, you know, we thought if you can rank for SEO, that's going to be really helpful. Um, and landing page design too and call to action design. We had pages for all these different things for all these different people and wonder why it was so frustrating. <laughs> So, but here's the realization and what I was just explaining to you and then we're like, now nah, we're just going to, uh, what's that video? Uh, can't say it here. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. There we go. Connect on. Um, but obviously what holds us back and what held us back from getting any more specific than 90%, we were like, oh man, we're doing a good job here. We're saying we're these and someone's magically going to think, oh. They have technology. Like, I'm running a software business. Definitely they're experts there, despite the fact that they have the rest of the world listed here. And obviously, psychologically, it doesn't it doesn't work that way, and it didn't work that way for us, and it left us very scattered in our marketing. When we finally picked a primary niche to niche into, the manufacturing space, that was a big mm-hmm. turning point for us and led to some traction. But the biggest thing that held us back and that holds everyone else back is just fear and uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe we could just identify the fears first and then – talk about because this is part of what we preach and teach and coach people through and um is one big element um like what holds us back from doing that yeah and can i said can i define a term before we get there yep um when we talk about this when we say the word niching what we mean is not just picking an industry but there's two layers to it there's first of all the solution that you provide and the ideal client that you serve those are the two layers to this conversation. So we're not just saying go pick real estate agents or go pick healthcare manufacturing companies and offer a suite of services to those people. We're going even deeper than that. So if you're squeamish by the thought of an industry, you better take some you better take some dramamine right now because we're going to take you even deeper down the rabbit hole and put some even greater definition around that. Um, and this goes back to the, the idea of like the blue ocean strategy and how do you craft a message how do you craft a story that speaks to a specific group of people that kills all competition that gets them to raise their hand and say these guys are preaching what i need to hear these guys are thinking my thoughts they're clarifying fears that i didn't even know i had are they reading my mind because this is getting a little bit freaky right now um when you get to that spot where you're speaking with clarity and your marketing and your sales calls you'll think you'll thank the lord that you got to that spot because it changes how you do business now, let's say, how do we get to that spot, right? Once we've defined what that feels like, how do we get there and what holds us back from getting there? Um, you mentioned fear. It's got to be that fear is the biggest thing that holds us back. And what I hear over and over again is, like, I don't want to let go 
of the possibility of working with all of these people. Because if I say I serve you, what I'm saying is I don't serve everyone else out there. And how can I grow my business? If I'm, if I'm turning away all of that business, Ray, I'm just saying no to all of those checks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, well, obviously, the first question is like, why aren't you getting those checks in the first place when you're not doing this? But, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to realize it's all fear, but there's different fears. And so identifying the specific ones, though, the one that you just said is huge. Like, I'm worried that I'll have that perfect Mr. Perfect Prospect who now doesn't come through because he's in a different industry. And so I don't get to work with him, even though I could have done that. But I think the other thing that holds a lot of people back and held us back is, and you were talking about like, what's your, uh, who's, who do you solve for? And then also what do you solve? You, you mentioned solutions and it really is the, it's not just the solution. It's like what pain specifically do you solve for them? So the other fear that holds people back is I don't know what specific fear or what, what specific pain rather I can solve mm -hmm. effectively for these mm -hmm. people. I can do, I know I can build a website. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually drive as much traffic leads and sales as I say I do. And even that, we talk about traffic leads and sales. It's like, flip that on its head when you're marketing this. Like, I realize traffic and leads come before sales, but we got to start looking at this the other way and talking about what our end customers want. Like, yeah. they want sales opportunities. They want deals that are going to close the right value of, of client and customer and stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you unpack this, you and you boil it down and you figure out what are they actually looking for at the end of the day? What's my idea if a client actually want at the end of the day? It's going to look vastly different across those five industries that we talked about earlier. A healthcare company, even within that, do they need new patients walking in the door? Do they need, are they a healthcare technology company and they need new demos of their software? You know, are they a manufacturing company and they just need more inquiries or more RFQs? Like, what do they actually need at the end of the day to move the needle? Um, and if you're in a spot where you're scared because you don't know that, that's okay. Like, we walk people through this all the time inside of agency accelerators. Like, you don't need to be the expert today. What you need to be is passionate to become the expert. And if you're at that spot where you're just not really sure, you have a, a an, an area where you've experienced some success or you look at something you're like, oh, I want to spend more time in this space and I want to become the expert in delivering this solution, but you're not there right now. Take a deep breath. That's okay. Um, I would recommend Ryan Lovett's book, Ask, on like how to go out and do some market research in a very realistic and scalable way, how to do that quickly using Facebook ads, using just some calls, using some message outreach to people in that space right now, leverage your network, ask questions to figure out where are they right now, where are they trying to go. Um, that would be the very first step to just getting to know that ideal client and focusing their pain. Yeah. Would you agree with this? The three main pains are like fear of turning away people who would have been good customers, but they're in the wrong thing. Fear mm -hmm. of, I don't know how to deliver. Like, I don't know who I deliver the best service for. And then the third one being just the fear of making a mistake. Like I say, I specialize in manufacturing. turns out I actually hate working in manufacturing or those, I yeah. don't, I'm not that good at providing a solution. Yeah. I, I mean, the last one is, it's kind of a twofold. I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm not going to like the people that I'm working with. And then the second, the, the fourth, it would be, I'm afraid I can't actually do what I say I'm going to do. I'm, I don't, I don't have a process. I'm not good at this yet. People are scared of that. So the only thing I have to do is split those into two, because I think there's different approaches that solve both of those problems. Mm -hmm. um, do you want me to dive into that right now? <laughs> 
Well, let's talk about let's talk about specifically. Let's assume that I'm an agency who's got a valuable solution to a pain, and it can be something as generic as you mentioned. Like people, I thought that your examples with healthcare, um, it's not necessarily that the solution is vastly different. It's that all the language and the terminology around it is different. Like the same principles are still going to work and apply. How they actually get executed will be different. So it is. It's not unrealistic to think that. Um, it's similar to us. Like our whole, our agency accelerator program is like all this, this whole programmatic thing that's built around agencies. But if we broke it down to its core fundamentals and had to apply it to a completely Mm. different industry, we could do that. Now we'd have to redo everything that we've built because, and we'd have to learn the vernacular of whatever industry went into, but the same, Mm. a lot of the same principles still apply. How do you connect with customers? How do you service them? scalably and how do you operate the whole thing profitably yeah Um, so i I think the same thing happened so it's not necessarily like there is it's not this uh false dilemma of there's only one right vertical for me like i was built to only serve one group of people because my solution can only serve one one group of people um it's more how does that play out do you already have an edge if you go somewhere like what are the advantages you have so let's assume that i have a solution that i could apply to multiple industries and i'm trying to pick well, first of all, do I pick them? Like, how how, how am I going to get faster traction by picking one versus mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing now and having my, you know, I focus on these four different verticals, but then if anyone else not in those, don't worry. We help all kinds of people too. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Agency Journey. I'm Andrew. I'm a co-host here on the podcast, and I'm a founder of Zen Pilot. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love a five-star review and a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of this podcast. You could drop that over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other agency owners that are enjoying this podcast, join our community. Head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com. It's going to take you to our special private Facebook group, a collection of owners from around the world who are on their own journey to build their own agency. So head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com. Join the group today. And if you're at a point where you're ready for some help and you want to implement processes and systems to scale your agency, you can head over to zenpilot.com slash free training. And there you can watch a special 19-minute training presentation where we walk through the exact process that we use at Zenpilot to help agencies implement processes and systems so they can scale their business without reinventing the wheel for every client. And that allows agency owners to pull out of the weeds and spend more time working on their business. So hope you're enjoying the content here today. We'd love it if you join our community and we can't wait to hear where you are in your agency journey. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think the first thing that you do is you identify um, where do I have success or where do I have existing traction right now? And that's where I would start first because you're going to have some case study to lean on. Um, And you go there and you go all in. Um, You know, Rob Bailey, who runs Fit Club Accelerator, um, he's got a program called Agency Alchemy, and through that, he he unleashes this phrase called burning the boats, and it's just making decisive decisions and going all in on how you're going to help your clients. And I I believe wholeheartedly in that, and I hear this a lot when we're coaching people through things is don't um, there's a the tendency of saying okay what if I narrow from five to two and I just go after two people I want to do lawyers and I want to do contractors. No, you've just defeated the entire purpose. 
you burn the boats, which means you go on the offensive, you land on the shores, you burn the boats so there's no way home, and you become the agency for contractors or the agency for lawyers, and you try that for two or three months. And if you work with the clients and you're not seeing results, you see, I want to tweak my process. Or if you work with the clients and you realize that most real estate agents are jerks or most doctors are jerks, you're like, well, I'm going to make a pivot. That's okay because like picking a focus is not a tattoo. This is something that changes and evolves, and it's going to change and evolve and come to grip with the fact that that's just a part of business, that there is going to be change that we need to be comfortable with. And if you make these decisions, the, the degree of change is going to be smaller and smaller as things go on. But at the beginning, it might seem like massive changes, like oh, we're going to have to redesign our website in two months. That's okay. Like we're, we're making tweaks to find the groove here. And once you find your vein, that's when you're going to start seeing success. It's going to have a snowball effect there. But first thing I would say is just like go where you have success, try it out, go all in on that. And then if you don't like it in a couple months, tweak it and try something different. It's not a tattoo. Be okay with changing it up. Um, but leverage the past successes that you have in order to grow moving forward. Yeah. Specifically on a sales side, what do you t like? I'm worried right now. I've got <clears throat> 10 people coming through and fill out the contact form or like that I get in touch with every month and mm -hmm. they're from 10 different industries. So if I yeah. pick one, now I'm down to one who I say, who maybe still mm -hmm. comes through, maybe, maybe two of them come through and the other one just didn't mm -hmm. have time to read my site, which is pretty normal anyways. Um, <laughs> How am I getting back to 10 and I'm getting the right fit and I'm closing instead of closing one a month or half of one a month, I'm closing three of these each month. Do you mean how do I build a stream of in, inbound yeah, prospects? How I, yeah. How do I then get the, in front of the right in front yeah. of that group of people? Well, it's a twofold approach. Like when you're just getting started, you're not going to have the inbound you know, base built up. So you're going to need to go old school and figure out how do I tap into my network and figure out who's out there that is in this space I want to. How do I tap into the past clients that I've worked with and ask them for introductions? How can I reach out and do some discount test projects with some people to just get my foot in the door and prove this process works? Not free projects, but test projects to get in there and, and showcase how you do what you do. Um, while you're doing that, you're telling that story and you're creating content and you're blogging and you're podcasting and you're doing video and you're showing up at their conferences and you're doing all of those activities. But what's different than what most agencies doing are doing is that when you're doing those activities, you're speaking directly to a specific group of people. Now you have content that you're leveraging in your cold outreach. You've got content that you're leveraging into the communities that are pre-existing out there where these people are getting together. Um, and so it's much more it's um it's a sharper sword when you're targeting a smaller group of people because it gets right to the heart of their pains and their issues and it gives you stuff that's actually helpful as opposed to the generic agency post of five tips to optimize your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. <laughs> like ditch the crap and go specific. Right. I guess the point I'm trying to get to too is that <clears throat> now you have some direction on what do you do. Like if you're targeting every industry, you just keep pumping out the same old generic stuff because you can't uh, focus in on anything and you have this whole decision weight of I can go blog on the contractors like I can go guest post or I can go interview or I can reach out to people I can do LinkedIn prospecting or I can do mm -hmm. all these I can do uh, you know cold outreach I can do all these different things and ultimately you have to prioritize anyways like you wind up picking well here's what I think maybe my best shot is or you just go after every like so many like super small startup 
this isn't meant to offend people, but it, it very well could be. Hopefully it speaks to your heart if you're in that situation. Like the classic uh, community um, like marketing person who wants to start doing – and they just start targeting every local small business. Yeah. And uh, it, you can certainly make a living, but you're not going to build a large valuable agency um, if you stay in that vein. So you wind up picking someplace anyways. And saying, mm-hmm. hey, here's my main one. And I, all that you're doing is you're just diluting your identity and your brand um, authority once they come back and find you. If you're assuming that you're successful on driving anyone back to your site or learning about you as an, as an organization. So you lose all the decisions that you have to make about make, – like once you make this decision one time, kind of like burning the boat. So you made one decision. Now you go down that path. And you back it up with the way that your whole brand looks. And so when you're reaching out yes. to people, it's not just that I can build websites, but that it's that I build websites that drive sales conversations for your sales team, specifically for people who are running software startups in the you know, healthcare space or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know the model that works to target this specific end persona that you're selling. Yeah. For. And another thing I think you mentioned that, sets a lot of people back is like, I don't know how to deliver the full solution. Like I can do this piece, but if I time on this out, my client needs more than that. And so how do I deliver that? I think there's helpful, it's helpful to know that first of all, you don't need, you shouldn't crash test dummy your clients. You should go out. If you don't have a strong process, you need to hire someone that has a strong process. And you can do that one of two ways. One, one being like you go and learn and you invest in yourself and teach yourself how to do something and you pay for that to, to, leverage someone else's experience and apply that into your business to deliver your clients results faster or you partner with someone another agency or another freelancer who can do that for you so if you know that you work with the type of client that would would benefit really well from doing like facebook messenger ads and you don't do that or you need someone who develops chatbots and you don't know how to do that yet don't tell them that you know how to do it and then try to learn how to do it for them like that's the fastest recipe to get your butt can you want to go and work with someone who can teach you the process then you you emulate their process and as you emulate it you can begin to innovate on it because you bring it into your greater scope of things um so if you're scared as you don't offer the full solution yet that's okay like you there's ways to leverage what other people have already developed to still give your clients results they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still want to be able to be the strategic partner and be able to deliver. Exactly. Or connect to the to the right solutions, help them in that process. But, yeah, stay focused on what you're doing. Cool. Well, there's a ton more we could unpack there. But the encouragement is if this is holding you back right now, like don't, don't let that hold you back. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of – you know, there's, I've heard plenty of good arguments for why not to do that. And while you get different perspectives from different industries and you can bring value. Um, but we don't, we don't accept that in a, like you can take a lot of principles from basketball and apply them to lacrosse, but we don't tell our lacrosse kids to go play basketball. So that they become like for the explicit reason of becoming better. Like, and we yeah. don't say like you can apply so many principles from another musical instrument back to wherever you play, but we don't tell like, we don't tell our piano players to go learn the guitar so that they become better pianists. Like if they're interested and they want to do that, that's great. And there are things that will come over, but it's not the fastest way to actually get where you're trying to go. It's not that we shouldn't be well-rounded or not that you can't learn those without during doing the services, but go get those from partners, go get those insights from other people. Don't go take on clients that eat up 30% of your time 
so that allegedly mm-hmm. you're becoming better at, at what you do. I don't I don't buy that. Uh, I don't buy that train of logic because we just don't apply it other in other places in life. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is we, we there's a whole episode we could do this on like the impacts of this conversation on your operation and how it simplifies your processes and how it streamlines all that stuff. But that's another episode. Um, but I just say, hey, a call to action here. If you're frustrated with this stuff and you feel like, you know, I need to have this conversation, but I don't really know where to get started. We offer free strategy sessions to walk you through this conversation and figure out where are you, where do you want to go, what's that path forward for you? Because it is a little bit different for every agency and how they navigate this situation. Um, so you can drop a comment on here uh, if you want that. If you're on the podcast, you can just head to zenpilot.com slash apply, book a time on our calendar to have that conversation and kind of contextualize all this for where you are, the type of agency you're in, the type of agency you want to build, figure out how we take this thing and like pour the jet fuel in and take it to the next level. Um, that's what gets Gray and I jazzed up and excited. So make it happen. I've got, yeah, I've got good news and bad news for everyone. Um, the good news is we're coming up to the end of the year here. And that means leaning into tax time. Me as the operational thinker. <laughs> that's what I'm always thinking about. So you want to save some money on your taxes? A great way to do that is to just go spend money. You got a little less profit there. But seriously, this is the time, if there's ever a time to be thinking about investing in your business. So that's the good news is whatever you buy right now is 20, 30, depending on where you are in the world, 30% off uh, when you take out taxes. The bad news is our strategy session is completely free. So I hate to do this to you. If you, <laughs> you want to write off, <laughs> good to But really, there's no reason if you want help with this from people who've coached hundreds of agencies through it, uh, lived through it ourselves, um, seen, connected, learned from, a ton of people have done it. And if you got someone else who can deliver that same stuff to you, go for it. Like it's not there's there's lots of different ways to get there and people who you can use. But um but seriously, we should we should talk and help you out. Um and then the other thing is oh, back to the to agency journey live. I'm bouncing around here. Um that is Wednesday, November 9th. That'll be kicking off at nine AM Eastern time. January ninth. January ninth. I'm going I'm going back a month instead of forward a month. Here. <laughs> Wednesday, January 9th, there is an event in the Facebook group. If you are not yet a member of Agency Journey Insiders, go to agencyjourneyinsiders.com, take you to the Facebook group, join that thing, uh, RSCP to the event. We'll see you there. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm pumped for it. Anything else here, Dimmer? No, I hope it challenged you. hope it pushed you out of your comfort zone. That's how you grow is you need to get out of your comfort zone. So this is awesome. More on this, more on this vein, if you want more, let us know. What do you want from this time? Comment on the post. Let us know. That helps us drive what we're doing here. Um, so this was fun, Greg. Amen. Good stuff. All right. Have a good rest of the week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.